friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. How's it going, Jen? It's good. I'm just cleaning up the old glasses here because they're in need. We are recording <laughs> earlier than normal today. Yeah, Jen. we're still drinking coffee. Yeah, it's great. We were going to make the Final Fantasy XIV cookbook Odin, uh, which is like a stew to overly, overly reduce what it is. A stew with uh, fish balls, fish cakes, uh, seaweed, and other stuff in there. Uh, We'll probably post it to the Discord at some point if it looks good. But um, unfortunately, uh, because it requires like a three-hour long infusion period, our schedule got fucked up this morning, so we had to shift around the timing, and so now we're recording early and we're Odining late. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. It's 14 related, Jen. It is 14 related. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's a whole final final, final fantasy day over here. Not really. Uh, <laughs> it's like a final fantasy... Sandwich. Well, see, that's the thing. When people say it's a final fantasy sandwich, I'm not talking about like nobody refers to a sandwich because of the by the bread, right? So it's, it's the filling. So technically the filling would be Gloomhaven. Fair. So it's a Gloomhaven sandwich. Uh, with final fantasy bread. Yeah. Okay. That out of the way, Jen... We are today talking about the patch 2.2 main story quest. We'll be playing through Promises to Keep. But first, what happened last time, Jen? This, it's not cool. You should have known it was coming. You're right. What the fuck did we even do? Oh, we moved to Revenant's Toll. We, we found Philomene. We didn't, we didn't do any quests in Revenant's Toll. We, like, we... We all moved there. Minfilia was the last to go. And she gave Orianger her father's journal so he can continue looking up primal stuff. But then Elidibus sneaks in, has a little exchange with Minfilia, knocks her out. We chase him through Western Thanalan and defeat his little minions or whatever. And he's like, I'm an emissary. And we're like, okay. We still kind of want to kill you, though. And then uh, he goes back and has an exchange with his Asian friends. And Minfilia moves to Revenant's Toll. We're officially there. And that's it? That's And where we're we in? found Minfilia's long-lost mother, Jen. Oh, that's way before. That's way before. That's in the same MSQ chunk. Was it really? Yes, same patch. Well, same, same because patch. Because remember, yes, Philomene and Alphano team up together to manipulate Menphilia into moving Oh, yeah, the... but that was before the this episode that I'm talking about, the Elidibus shit. Like, let me, let's recap the entirety of post- Okay, what happened before then, Jen? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay, anyway, so we, yes. Um, Thank you, Jen. we arrive at Gridania in a chocobo cart, and we're a new adventurer, and- Perfect. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're now in a loop. Anyway, Jen, thank you for the great recap. Yeah, no problem. We are now in the Rising Stones- our first quest comes from Menphilia in the Solar 2.0. Yeah, business as usual. <laughs> Menphilia's got something for us to do. Yeah, we barely get out of Western Thanalan. We just left the Waking Sands. No, wait, we go back now. Yeah. Time to go back there. Time to go back. Ugh. Yeah, I wish I could quit you. 
So she's received a request from the Amagina and Sons Mineral Concern because their storehouse in Horizon has been repeatedly burgled. And it's been happening for a long time. They did, recently did an audit and they're like, oh, that's that's a problem. So that's that's problematic. And it's especially problematic because the only thing that has been stolen has been just buttloads of crystals. Sounds like a primal problem. Is that is that happening like a lot? Does it happen like kind of over and over again? Is it recurring? Yes, Jen. This is a recurring problem of crystal thefts. <laughs> this, the, oh, it, this, this quest. Um, the name of it is Still Waters, which I think is funny when it wraps up. It's funny. Okay. Anyway, so Ishtola and Thancred have already started their investigation, so we're going to join them. Ishtola says to talk to Fufalupa. He is um, is he a lieutenant with the brass blades? He's a captain now. We oh, met him, him during yeah. our Ulda introduction quest line. And he was one of the few non-corrupt brass blades. Yeah. So he got promoted because his captain was corrupt. Yeah. So good for him. And so now he's heading the investigation and um, he's going to have more details. So before he can do that, uh, he tells us that a heavily laden cart recently refused to stop for an inspection, blasted through one of their checkpoints. Maybe this is our guy. In eastern Thanalan. Yes. This is so, you know, in, in Amalja territory. Yeah. And Ishtola is like, well, probably not because our guys, they've been getting away with this for a really long time. They're better. They're better than that. Um, they're not going to be drawing attention to themselves like this. So, but we'll we'll check it out. And of course, right now, Thancred comes over and says, hey, I got it. Yeah. That cart guys, I, I helped take care of it. Yeah. I just happened to be in the area and uh, there it was. And, and But unfortunately, it was not carrying crystals. It was carrying somnus and illegal drug. Cool. And a lot of it. <laughs> so now there's no crystal leads. This whole thing is like a bunch of hanging out in town talking about how we have yeah. no leads. What are we going to do? Thankred then pings Orion J, seeing if Orion J has any ideas. And he does so. We cut away to Orion J at the Waking Sands. He has news of a different kind for us. There happens to be a young maiden. And now... Thankred proceeds to get horned up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're just having a conversation. Orianje is like, yeah, okay. So there's been like a young maiden um, inquiring about the Waking Sands. And you don't hear what Thankred is saying. But Orianje's response to whatever Thankred just said was like, I, why would I give a shit if she's hot? Wherefore inquirest thou of her fairness? Ugh, very well. Be she damsel or devil, I shall direct her steps to Revenant's toe. Save thine insinuations for one given to such impropriety. Thou shalt not find me amenable. There's a young maiden asking about the Waking Sands, and all Thinkard can ask is, Is she hot? Outside, at the docks, we see some people getting off a ship. There are a couple hearers, and a woman who is covered head to toe in a purple outfit. She has some strange projections coming out of her head at a downward angle. We only see their approximate shape and size, though, through the cloth of her hood. So this is a hardcore outfit, Jen. She has like a mesh fabric over her face. She is fully covered, except that her fucking tail is sticking out. Oh, is it? Yes. I didn't even notice that. It. You see it all the time. Holy shit. There, there is a light, scaly tail poking out her butt. You know what? And... 
I don't see tail. Later on, oh my god! Later on in the um the quicksand, we can see it curled up on our seat next to her. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm I'm just gonna spoil it now because her tail is fucking sticking out. Sure. Yeah. Back in the day, this was a mystery. This is before Al Ra were a player race. Exactly. Now you can start the game. Any new player can start the game as an Al Ra. You see them in character creation. You see a dozen a day at least, probably running around. Yes. This model, especially. What is it? The light colored? The the Zela and then the... Um, yeah. I'm going to Google it. Uh, Rayan. Yeah. So the, the Lady Rayan seemed to be an especially popular player choice. Uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jen. Yeah, I liked... I really liked the Zela. I loved the, the black um, scales and the horns and shit. Yeah. But the, you cannot mix and match horn style and face style. And I wasn't down with the faces. Yeah. I've said this beforehand, but my first character, he was a Zayla Ara until I got sick of how serious he looked all the time. Mm-hmm. And like this game is not a serious game. There are serious moments, but also there are pure comedy absurd moments too. Yes. And that straight face all the time was getting to me. Like that vibe works for that particular storyline when we get to it. And it actually kind of enhances the comedy. But you're so fucking intense all the time yeah. and you're standing at attention, like they're posturing, their facial expressions. It's it's a mood and you were like, I'm kind of over it. So you went lolafell and never, never looked back. Correct. <laughs> anyway, though, on to this woman, this purple clad woman. She has the fucking tail sticking out her butt. She has the horn projections out of her face. Yeah. We can tell now that she's an Al Ra, but this was a mystery back in the day. Right. You're like, oh, okay. Those kind of look like Orianger's hood things but they're bigger and they're weird and so this the insinuation is that this, this is an aura yeah uh, but she's she's cover- like not even her hands are exposed there's no skin showing whatsoever it's so weird because she's covering herself up she'll tell us this later on she's covering herself up to avoid alarming the locals about her strange appearance yeah but the most strange thing about her is sticking out her fucking butt i know everything normal is covered up and the tail is sticking out so anyone seeing her is going to assume that she looks stranger than she is because of the thing that's visible. And and Elf, you know, it, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but, you know, he's he's trying to make some diplomatic headway for her. And he's like, you know, your appearance is a little unsettling. You might want to deal with it. And she's like, well, given the option, I think it's best that I keep myself covered because I look weird. What I would have done is I would give her like a big swaddled cloak that hides the whole tail section. So, yeah. so give her some junk in the trunk, pretty much. And people are like, oh, she's wearing really thick robes or something. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. That is weird. I didn't even notice that. And if I had, I'd been like, oh, her entire uh, busted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she is busted ASAP. Yeah. So it's like it's her and two, um, two hero companions. And so all the people in Vesper Bay are like gathering around the dock and like, ooh, what's this? Who's this? There's murmuring. And she walks out the boat and is a complete fucking nerd. Hello, locals. Take me to your leader. Basically, yeah. Hello, dock workers. We come from the land of Doma. We seek an audience with your ruler. Who speaks for you? And then nobody Ma'am, says anything. This is the Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> so but then she glimpses Oriange. Oriange has come outside and it's like, what's up? Okay, yeah. I'm going to probably help you out here right now. So now we go back to quick, the, the- Quick side note. Doma, the place that she is from- this is where Oboro was from in the ninja quest line. Yes. So, so now we're back in Horizon with Fufulupa. The investigation Thankred and Yishtola. Yes. Fufulupa has had an epiphany. He is wondering if the crystal thieves 
are so successful because they are being aided by a brass blade. Yeah, I know. An issue with which he is very familiar, unfortunately. So like theory number one, oh, traitor. Yeah. Uh, It is a solid theory, though. So we... We kind of fast forward the tape, so this is our this is our working theory now. Um, so the concern will definitely be relocating the rest of their crystals to some other secret spot. This is not what's happening. This is a very weird sequence because it it's, is. It's like it's it's all imaginary. Like, oh, okay. So what if it's all what ifs? Yeah. What if the concern decides to relocate all their crystals? Right. Well, what they would do in that case is they would probably have like maybe a single escort, so that it looks like. Just a random merchant and not some like heavily outfitted and guarded caravan carrying all of these crystals and drawing all the attention in the world. Okay, so we've got a single operator carrying all the remaining crystals through Horizon. This single person's probably going to get tired at some point, right? Okay, and if I were to get tired, I would get tired right around here. And then as an ambusher, as a crystal thief, that's where I would strike. So we go to that hypothetical spot to ambush the ambushers that's the plan and we actually do it okay so here's what's happening jen i had to read this again and and i did not realize what they were talking about until after we got there like the, all of so this is a what if like what, how do you know this is happening what they're doing is they're being cute about telling yishtola to dress up like a minor and to be the bait so Fufalupa is going to leak to the brass blades that the Amagina and Sons, they are moving the I crystals by courier. I was wondering why she was dressed up as a minor. Yeah. She is so cute this, as a minor, by the way. This writing is so opaque. Yeah, it's trying see, to do got, some, I was like, I was confused. It's doing some cute, let's talk about this hypothetical thing. But we no, don't have to, like, we don't need plausible deniability no, here. No, you well, can just we, say, you just, hey, you should fucking plan. dress like a minor Absolutely. and go be our bait. And, and that's that. We don't have to do this whole yeah. weird talk around thing yeah but yeah so um we make a plan where yishtola is gonna pretend to be this courier and she's going to go by way of this bridge this bridge that crosses western thanalan yeah and then fufalupa runs off to go and leak this information to the brass blades and he comes back being all coy like oh we got new orders now hmm yeah everyone is talking like we're being spied on on. we're not in like a brass blades meeting where we had to be Yes, exactly. It's very strange. So then we head off to go spy on Yishchola. We're on the north side of the bridge. Thancred's on the south side. So we go there, we lie in wait. And then sure enough, the traitor blade tipped off their cohorts. Yep. And some robed figures appear to attack us. We fight two waves of two guys, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, we inspect our victims. And hey, they're sea wolves. They are the Leviathan-tempered Rogadin from Limsa, from uh, Lanosha. And they know that because they all have the blue facial tattoos. Yes. Uh, Ishila is like, oh shit, I have ideas. I need to go make some inquiries. You guys finish up here. I'm going to bail. After this whole thing, Fufalupa confirms they they found the traitor, caught him. Uh, but he escaped. <laughs> Oops. And Thancred is like, really, you guys? What kind of operation are you running? And he's like, well, you know, he was real big. <laughs> he was a born and raised limps and sea wolf. What do you expect me to do? Uh, but then Thancred gets a call and he's pulled away. And he's like, our time together has ended. If you could maybe pretend to be a little disappointed. This is the first time I think that the game gets self-aware about like the warrior of light isms. <laughs> yes. The whole silent-ish protagonist thing because Thankward says, you might look a little disappointed that we're parting ways now or do you mean to give me another one of your stoic nods? You do, don't you? And then we give our classic warrior of light nod. Mm. Mm. It's like, God damn it. All right, fine. 
It's, it's and now Minfilia pings Thancred. The fucking Link Pearl is blowing up right now. Right. And she says that we are now instructed to meet, our character is instructed to meet Alfino in Vesper Bay for some pressing business. Well, yeah. So that's going to be the Domans for sure. And of course, Alfino is like, whoop, an opportunity to be a diplomat. Boom, I am there. We meet Alfino at the docks. Uh, apparently we're late um, because everybody else has left except for him. So they're headed to meet with the Sultana, and he tells us uh, Doma, located in Othard, is under Garlean control, and he surmises that this small band of Domans left under inauspicious circumstances, and um, he wants to get all up in their shit, because I bet they have some news about what the Empire is doing there. Right, because what we know so far at this time is that Doma is a conquered imperial province, so they're either spies for the Empire mm-hmm. or they're refugees from the Empire. Either way. Either way, some shit is going on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's not going to miss this opportunity. We catch up to the Domans. They've not made it very far. We find them bickering with the guards outside the Chamber of Rule in Ulda. Yeah. Bartholomew in particular. Um, one of the Nelson twins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is labeled. Uh, we don't have a name yet, but she is called the refugee leader. Quote unquote. And she's trying to convince Bartholomew that, you know, he's like, you need you need to petition for an audience. I can't just let you in. She's like, we don't have any time. You don't know. You don't you don't know what we have been through. She's rebuffed and rebuffed and rebuffed and she leaves. But on the way back, Alfino is like, hey, I see you're having a little trouble. Uh, he's fucking clippy up in here. He introduces himself. Alfino Levier at your service. I am a friend. You will need friends here because we don't like foreigners. And asks her to meet him at the quicksand so we can kind of you know, get get the skinny on what's going on here, and maybe he can pull some strings. At the quicksand, we'll sit around the table. We get her name, Yugiri. And she says they have traveled thousands of moms seeking refuge in our lands. So when the War of Imperial Succession broke out, and this is news to us, uh, they took that opportunity to um, take up arms and try to free themselves of Garlean oppression. Because, you know, uh, there's a war of succession within um, within the Garlean Empire. That's the perfect time to make take advantage of a weakness, maybe. Quick aside, what we do know is that the Empire was getting on in years. This was part of the reason why um, there was such a big push to conquer Eorzea, because he wanted this kind of feather in his cap before he passed on to add it to his legacy. This is what spurred the um, renewed meteor project. And the whole thing in 1.0, where mm. they tried just to wipe out Eorzea with Dalamud. Great. But now apparently this old guy has passed on, and now there is struggle over who will succeed him. And I mean, they're not wrong. That is probably a really good time to to do that. But unfortunately, it did not work. The Garleans were not as in, unstable as they had hoped. They were crushed, and, and Doma was... The Domans were crushed. Yes, yes. Um, and, and Doma was just raised to the ground, just... It's done. As an um, example to any other would-be rebels. Correct. So the only the only domains that exist anymore is like a couple hundred of them. And No, no. This will come up later on. Yugiri's boat, she is with a group of them. That's a couple hundred. There are other escapees as well out elsewhere in the world. Okay, so a few hundred. We, we don't we know don't the know. number. Okay, because they, they keep throwing around 200. She 200, is her- 200, 200. Her group that she's leading, that is 200. That is who she is representing. And that's she's, that's, not, she's requesting on the behalf of these yes, 200 people. this group. There are other escaped vessels okay. that likewise took an the seas. Number. An unknown number Got of it. refugees. Okay. 
but we are not concerned about them right now. We are concerned about Yugiri's 200 or so. Correct. Okay, cool. Alfino tells her, like, just straight up, Ulda is not going to step up with refugee assistance um, because we already have some issues with refugees and the monetarists are going to need, like, more than suitable encouragement to help you out. And, I mean, their situation is dire. Like, supplies are running out. They need medical care. You know, it's like, it, this is a desperate situation. On the opposite side of the same coin, Ulda also is not a friend of Gawamald, so we all have that in common, at least. And Yugiri's story might stir some hearts. Um, monetarists don't have them, but we'll see. Alfino, at this point, smugly affirms that he has the ear of certain influential individuals and he's gonna go and speak with the flame general and see what he can do he's loving it he's he like, is loving this i, I am Woo! so great he's like oh yeah I'm i know so some connected. people i'm gonna oh my god it's just it's insufferable in the meantime though um after alfino leads to go work the politics to go do his politicking yuguri asks us hey our people are in bad shape we're hungry and sick and so on so we go talk to Momodi, the proprietor of the quicksand, and ask her, hey, can we get any supplies for these people? Oh, wait, a wealthy merchant just canceled their banquet. And so Momodi has like a, a back order of food right now. And he paid in advance. So sucker. Fuck him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what a boon. She asks us to go tell her assistants that there's been a little bit of a change in plans. Um, we're going to go find... These, these are just merchants. They're like her suppliers. Yeah. So there's the tradecraft merchant and the pot watch that are helping her out with this whole banquet thing. Yes. So we need to let them know like, hey, instead of this, um, Mamodi is going to have you take all of this stuff to the Waking Sands and we're going to be feeding, you know, these Doman refugees that have showed up. And these two out themselves as being real shitbags. Real xenophobes. Yeah. As they start complaining about feeding refugees. See, when you start to feed them, they're just going to expect it. And you'll never get rid of them like they're vermin, you know? After that, we report back just as Alfino returns. He has worked his connections and has an audience with the Sultana and the Syndicate. There we go. Oh, boy. Alfino was like, tell a good story. It's, it's going to be tough in there. Um, and so here we are in the fragrant chamber. Well, before then, we all convene outside the chamber. We have Raoban, Alfino, Yugiri, her two attendants, and a new person. This is Teleji Adeleji. Is he out there? Yes. He's he he's sitting inside the fucking room. He is waiting for us outside. Why? I didn't notice him at all. Yeah, he is with the pre-game and crew. He's doing the... Um, huh, he's laying the groundwork. He's tailgating, tailgating. Okay. outside with the other other folks <laughs> there. And if you talk to him, he says that he is here to offer support for our cause. He doesn't care where one is from. Birthplace doesn't equate to birthright in his eyes. Sure. What a great guy. I know. It's okay. Teleji Adeleji is a syndicate member. He is a Lala with a rocking white mustache and goatee. He inherited his wealth from his parents and expanded his fortune through money lending. He would go on to acquire several mercantile holdings, and he opened up a gambling parlor for the wealthy called the Platinum Mirage. Mm. Teleji also employs several refugees at the Mirage. Yes. So, yeah, he's he's the chairman of the Mirage Trust. Uh, that's, that's his entire, like, I guess, empire, we could call it. We are now in the chamber. We are now in the chamber. And we've got, we've got Teleji at Aleji. 
We got the Satana, obviously, Rabban, and then some other monetarists we of have whom we are not familiar with. Lord Lobarito. We have met him beforehand in the Ulda starting quest line. Mm-hmm. Um, he was mixed up in, uh, he, he tried to essentially entrap any would-be people trying to gain political influence. So you might recall the um, the poor refugee we met at Blackbrush Station who was trying to get his foot in the door. Oh, right. He's and, like, he, he like found some silver veins or some shit. Yeah, and... but actually it was a trap by Lodorito to um, take any like would-be aspirants out early. Yep, yep. So great first impression with him. Lord Lodorito owns the East Alternard Trading Company. This company conducts trade far and wide, but also owns tons of subsidiaries within Ulda itself including uh, Sun Silk Tapestries, which is uh, where the Weaver's Guild is. Yeah, so he's he's uh, he's the Bezos. Oh, and obviously East Aldernard Trading Company, East India Trading Company, clear, sure. like, you know, yeah, connection points. Yeah, an absolute monolith. Uh, there's also the Rogadin Fiergeis, who is the chairman of Amagina and Sons. We met him during the minor quest line. Oh, that's right. And there are two unknown people. One is a Lala wearing a yellow robe and a cone hat with a star pattern on the front, and the other is a completely robed person. We do not see their features at all. Hmm, weird. Are you giddy of Doha? I'm honored to meet you at last, Your Grace. To mark this auspicious occasion, I should like to present to you the finest treasures our humble nation has to offer. Alas. The circumstances which have brought me here today have divested me of both time and dignity. I come before you as a pauper in direst need of aid to request that you grant my people asylum. So this is when Yugiri makes her her argument where she asks that people that she's with be allowed to live within the walls of the city um, or as many domains as Old Dog can allow. Um, and in return, they would act as soldiers or tradesmen uh, to repay the debt. And Raban is like, okay, what does the syndicate think? And Telegi Adelegi comes right out and goes like, hell yeah, if they want to work, let them. And while they're discussing, Alphano is kind of like out of the side of his mouth, kind of whispering to us like, ooh, you know, well, Telegi Adelegi, he's got a, an ulterior motive here. As head of the Mirage Trust, he is clearly looking for cheap free labor. And Rabban says, all right, let's put it to a vote. So Lorito now uh, pipes up with, the law is the law. And this is a shitty ass fucking thing for him to say. We'll find out in a second why. Tell me, are you blind or willfully ignorant? Even now, our streets are choked with the displaced victims of the Calamity and Alamegan refugees. They live hand to mouth, subsisting on aid provided by the immortal flames, the cost of which grows ever higher. The wealth of Ulda is not without limits, my friends. You know, his argument is that Ulda is already overflowing with refugees. Um, they bring violence they bring crime they're living hand to mouth uh and their desperate situation just means they just are driven to crime and uh the wealth of Uldah is not without its limits and the immortal flames and the brass blades are stressed enough it's just like doom and gloom from this guy we're, we're swimming in thieves and we're gonna run out of money 
so Alfino then has a little bit more background information for us on this one. He's kind of like whispering to us on the side of his mouth. Says the uh, the chairman of the East Eldenar Trading Company is rumored to pass Gil thrice daily. Either that, or he's just ruthless beyond reckoning. Yeah, that one can be both, Jen. It sure could. I, I don't know if you're keeping it PG, Jen, but Alfino saying that he shits. Yeah, he Gil. shits. He shits. Shits money. Yep. yep. The Sultana now speaks her piece and requests that an exception be made. This is in response to Lolorito saying the law is the law, and she's like, "Well, I think an exception can be made." For the, you know, the few hundred of Yigiri's people. And this Lolorito responds by throwing a previous interaction regarding Elamegan refugees back in the Sultana's face. And he's like, um, I seem to recall a time when we were presented with hosting the Elamegan refugees. And what was it that you said back then? Oh, yeah. The law is the law. Boom, bitch. Like... You know, just what an asshole. Before you go on, Jen, I don't have details on this past event that they're referring to. This would be somewhere before A Realm Reborn began. Either it's some 1.0 event I'm not familiar with or just some kind of uh, inferred event somewhere off the in-game records. But because the Nanamo that we know is frankly like a perpetual bleeding heart. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing this happened back when she was a lot more like the puppet of the syndicate versus when she started getting her own kind of legs under her and standing up for herself. So I would suppose, um, just based off of like the timeline, that this past event, she was cajoled into making this statement on behalf of the syndicate. Yes, like as a as, as a very young and probably new leader. Um, the pressure there to kind of kowtow to the to the syndicate would have been immense. Yeah. And correct. She didn't have confidence. She hadn't come into her own yet. Um, I didn't feel like she could even like say things. Like, that, that all checks out. Because uh, it would have been like, what, a, like a, like 15 years previous? It's It's been a while. It's like been... it's been long enough that between then and now that's the Sultana has earned the right to maybe have a different view of things and say... I think an exception can be made. Yes. Because um, maybe she regrets that. Because yeah, that, no, so, it, it would have been quite some time ago, I'm yeah, guessing. And yeah. probably when she was very young. She's young now. She's still, yeah, So exactly. it would be like when she was Teenager. a pure puppet. Yeah. So that all makes sense. But so Lolorito, like throwing that back in her face at this point is gross. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. But it's gross. And when he says that, Raban is like, you fucking shut your mouth, dude. Anyway, so it, there's there's some back and forth now between like alleged, you know, uh, Adelegi and Lorito and like refugees good, refugees bad, blah, blah, blah. and Raban's like, all right, time is of the essence. We're gonna vote. If you are for accepting the Doman refugees, stay. If you are opposed, leave. Half plus one of the members leave. So staying, we have Nanamo, Telegi, and Raban, and then uh, Fearguys, Lorito. And the two mystery people leave. Over half have left, therefore the vote does not pass, and the refugees cannot stay. As yeah, as and as, as these people are walking out, the the two Doman escorts that Yugiri has with her are kind of panicking a little bit. They're like, "Oh fuck!" You know, this this is like nothing is working out. I mean, this you can you can tell that their situation is so dire. It was kind of hard to watch. They were just like, "Fuck! What do we do now?" So now that the meeting's over, we kind of have little breakout groups to grasp about how things went. So Nanamo apologizes to Yugiri directly 
and says, I'm sorry, but my hands are tied pretty much. The syndicate says no, so I can't help you. And you get he's like, I, you know, I understand. I mean, thank you for everything you've done. It, it is what it is. Um, Meanwhile, Raban tells us, our character, that with the Empire's Eorzea presence defeated, there's no more need for unity amongst the syndicate. And so things are becoming very fractured once more. Yeah, they don't give fucks because there's no reason. Lolorito especially is becoming a problem. Great. Teleji also gripes about Lolorito, saying that if he hadn't forsaken the eastern trading routes, then little Alamigo would be thriving. Yeah. And this is because, well, they... Yeah, so Lolorito, when he, like, called out the Sultana on her previous stance regarding Alamigo, um, and he's like, you know, you refused the refugees, and now they're all just camped out in little Alamigo, insinuating that her decision back then has resulted in these in these like really awful conditions at little alamigo like this is your fault and teleji after the fact is like well you know if lolorito absolutely had something to do with that as well because he totally abandoned that entire area of the country and things could be completely different if yeah. he had you know hadn't been a dick or so we say it's maybe not we, d- we don't know for I, sure you know we don't know at this time if this is like a political move on Lolorito's part or maybe this just did not make sense maybe he's just trying to ingratiate himself for some reason yeah. whatever so okay. um, we'll, anyway we'll though this out. is that statement made so we leave the hall and defeat and Raoban invites us back to the hall of flames to figure out what to do so we hop over there and convene again Nobody thinks the naysayers are going to budge anytime soon, and Ulda is not an option for the Domans. Alfino thinks that Gridania and Limsa will be no's also, with their own respective issues. So, if only, he contemplates, <laughs> this is so funny. there were some place not bound by the concerns of great nations, some more oh, independent. God, where the fuck? This reminds me of a past conversation not too long ago. Oh, yeah, Revenant's Toll. Oh, the exact reason why the Scions moved there. So he steps away to talk this through with Minfilia and reports back. He offers to bring the Domans to Mordona and they can work to establish the Revenant's Toll outpost. Like, sweet. Yeah. It'll be hard work with nothing but food and shelter as payment. But Yugiri says yes, and she thanks Alphino. But Alphino says, don't thank me yet. It's not going to be easy. Now we have to deal with the logistics. How right. are we going to transport all of these people? Not all of them in their condition to travel. Now we hop over to the Adventurer's Guild, the Quicksand. We are saying now that because the Domans will have to travel to Revenant's Toll on foot, and they've been cooped up in their vessel for so long, many are not well enough to travel. Uh, and then this, so this is this is logistics. It's also expense. Who's going to pay for this? How are we going to arrange all this stuff? Like this is, yeah, we have a place for them to go, but but ugh, to get them there, how do we do this? Um, so those who are strong enough to travel, we'll go ahead and transport them right away. Um, and while the others are like recuperating, getting their strength back, um, they will be hosted by uh, the quicksand until they're healthy enough to make the journey. So now that we've figured that out, how are we going to do that? The flames can't afford to do any of this. They can't. Oh, they, they can't. Didn't... They can afford it, but the syndicate will not let them. Correct. Spend so they, money they on can't. This. They can't devote any thing you know yeah. so their hands are tied but our new best friend teleji adeleji says hey you know where government fails private citizens can help i'll pay for it he says he's going to engage the 77 caravans to assist with this there is very little information that i found on this group 
But from what I can gather, this is an association of independent merchants, uh, probably like a cooperative of some sort to pool resources for logistics and security. Cool. Teleji wishes Yugiri well and says that she always has a friend in Ulda. It's it's a bit much. He's just so great, Jen. He's just um, yeah, He's a real great guy. Just every, everything is PG Keen. Love it. Here's all the money. Here's all the stuff. I I'm immediately a friend. I'm so sorry for your situation. Everybody else in the syndicate is a butt. Yeah. I'm a non-butt. I'm amazing. It's weird. So but now that's... we disperse. Yeah. And Alfino speaks to us directly, asking us to personally assist with escorting the domains to, of course, to which, of course, we say yes. Yeah, we'll worry of light it up. And that's where we leave off this time. What do you think? Well, like I said, this this storyline happened so much faster than I remembered. Um, but like you said, they did cut out a lot of this, a lot of the bloat in, yeah. in post 2.0. So that's probably why I'm like, oh, shit. Because when, when I opened up the uh, the fucking, which one was it? A Final Temptation, was it? Oh, no, it was still Waters. Yeah. So the little the little um, image for when you go to accept the quest, there's like a little like spoiler picture. And it was like you giddy in her in her outfit. I'm like, oh shit, that's happening now? <laughs> Goddamn. Well, I will say that this feels like the actual first piece of good writing in the um the post patch content. 2.1 was frankly kind of shit with the whole Philomene long lost mother oh, found in two seconds. It was very unbelievable. The the revenants <laughs> toll instant transport. I know part of that was because they cut out the fetch quests, but also I don't think the fetch quests were good content personally. Oh well, no. So. I think in general, um, the whole move was very rushed. And the little bit of stuff is weird. It, I don't like it because he shows up out of nowhere and he's like, I'm the coolest guy. It's just to remind us that the Ashians are still around doing their bullshit. And then I guess really the only thing we we learned, well, didn't learn. The only thing that was established in, in the 2.1 shit was that Flamine and Alfino, we kind of got a... A, a deeper understanding of who they are as people. Yeah, that that patch does work. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything happens there. I'm just saying that it wasn't a very good story in satisfying. my opinion. Yeah, it's just kind of like we we got to do these things. Yeah, it's and... just checkbox. Okay, Philomene back on on track. Right. Yes. Yeah. Revenant's tool. Yes. We met a little bit. Yes. Okay. All patch right. Over. Moving on. Okay. But now though, it actually slows down a bit, and we're experiencing these people now in quote real time. Where we're going, we meet yeah, Yugiri. These and then are we, real issues. Like, we can sink our teeth into this. And we're, we're actually doing the steps here as well. It's not like, you know, go run around and, and pick up 10 pieces of food out of the trash and give them to the domains yeah, or whatever. Yeah, no, like we're, we're having is, conversations. Yeah. We're figuring out how to, like, th- these are like, this all makes sense. We can connect to this. The writing here and the presentation has improved substantially over the 2.1. Yes. Like, now, now we've got some skin in the game. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Jen? I wish Yugiri wasn't a. She didn't wear purple. I don't know. <coughs> Jen hates purple. I kind of hate purple. I like purple, Jen. It's a good color. It's fine. Oh my it's God. fine. I don't know. It, it's just it has it has connotations. I don't, I don't know. It's just what so much connotations? Of it. She's covered head to toe in purple. <laughs> well, that's partially because of her mysterious hood. It's and get up. 
But it's like no, it's it's her color. It, like going, yeah. that's like her. It's yes. it's her thing. Um, you know, we can't use red or blue because that's all we know in Alize already. Oh my god, they don't have monopolies on red I, or I blue. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, anyway, yeah. So exciting times. Yeah. Well, with that, next time we'll be playing through the main story quest, Gift of Eternity. And that will do it for today's episode. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening so much. Thank you for being there and being cool. If you want to get in touch with us, you can at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. You can check the show notes for our Discord. You can join the Discord and share screenshots, glams, join runs, organize runs, all that good stuff. And um, we also have our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash podreturnffxiv. And for a buck a month, you get access to uh, bonus episodes. We release them once or twice a month. Check it out. That said, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a good day or night. And we will see you next time.